This is episode 10 with Mark Timberlake and building your online presence. Hello, and welcome to the eCourse Domination Podcast, where we deep dive into all aspects of online course creation, from concept to marketing and beyond. I'm your host, Tim Cooper, and it's a pleasure to have you with me today. Hello and welcome, it's Tim Cooper back again with another discussion on online course creation and marketing. And today's episode is all about building an online presence. Now you may be thinking about creating a course or you may already have a course created and you're looking at increasing sales. And too often people put their courses up on these platforms such as Udemy And I know we talk a lot about Udemy. There are so many other places you can put your courses up, but Udemy is very, very easy. So today we're just going to be concentrating on Udemy. But people put their courses up on Udemy and with their 6 million uh, students enrolled, they just think that they're going to make money overnight. And that's not the case. You've actually got to do the work and bring students to your own course. And too often we hear the saying, well, I've created my course now what? So today we're going to be discussing how to build your tribe, how to build your audience while you're creating a course so that when you release your course, you've already got a hungry active market there ready and waiting to buy your course. But before we get into the content, here's a quick product endorsement. Are you thinking of hosting courses on your own site but don't know where to start? WP Courseware is an extremely easy-to-use learning management system for WordPress. Quick to set up, you'll be publishing professional-looking courses in no time. Packed full of features, there is no limit to the number of courses, modules, or lessons you can create. You can create completion certificates, surveys, and quizzes. And you can even drip-feed course material, only making it available once the student has completed a quiz to a satisfactory level. Communicating with your students is a breeze, and you will see student progress in a glance. WP Courseware is feature-packed. If you're looking for a self-hosting option for your courses, then check out my affiliate link at ecoursedomination.com slash WPC. That's ecoursedomination.com slash WPC. Okay, and once again, as you know, I say at every show, I want to keep the content relevant. So if you've got a question, if you want to know more about a particular topic, if there's somebody that you want me to interview, please let me know. Email me at asktim at ecoursedomination.com. That's asktim at ecoursedomination.com. And I'll do my best to get that information onto the show for you. Today, I'm fortunate enough to have Mark Timberlake on the call. Now, Mark has got extensive experience in online marketing, and he has a few courses up on Udemy that go into the various aspects of marketing and copywriting and everything else. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, we want to avoid the, I've got my course, now what? Because there's nothing worse. You've gone to all this hard work creating the course, and now you're going to start to look at selling it. And it's sort of like putting the cart before the the horse. You really want to have an audience, a a tribe, you want to have your market sort of established before you actually put your course to market. Now, if you already have a list, that's fantastic because that's going to be your first point of contact with your new course to go out and email your followers and say, look, I've got this course. But if you don't have 
a list, then you're going to have to start to build a presence. And that's what this interview is all about. So let's get started. Today's guest runs a marketing company called SME Heroes, which produces websites, video content, and commercial photography, along with training and coaching on all things marketing. He also has extensive experience in making money with online businesses and is a highly successful Unimi instructor. And with that being said, I'd like to welcome Mark to the call. Welcome, Mark. Thanks for having me, Tim. It's a pleasure having you here. Now, you do have a lot of a lot of uh, background in in marketing and, and, and a very, very solid uh, experience base there. Do you just want to fill the listeners in on a bit of your background, please? Yeah, I've been making money online for about 12 years through various forms. I originally started um, in the on the eBay uh, bubble and I was became an antiques dealer. Just decided one day I was going to become an antiques dealer and we was... <laughs> At uh, one time, we were the largest exporters of pottery and porcelain in the UK. So that was our in to online marketing and learning, you know, how to get attention online. And we did that uh, successfully for a number of years. Uh, eventually, we started offering commercial photography because we was doing our own photography for all our sort of stuff. Uh, we're doing that. And then basically, I had a couple of friends who kept getting me involved in their online projects uh, through video and marketing and photography. Uh, And then we formed SME Heroes. And then from there, we started creating a lot of free training. And then one day we discovered Udemy, uh, switched off all our free training and made it paid. And here I am today. Fantastic. Yeah, because there's one thing to to take note is that you already had quite a large library of uh, video training on hand uh, when you when you started out with Udemy, didn't you? Yeah, but what I did was I actually redid it because when I was producing free content, um, although we're a video production company and we had high production values, there's a difference between producing free video content for, say, YouTube uh, and then producing video content for courses. So we basically cannibalized the courses we had we made them shorter we made them much more concise much more professional uh, and then we started selling them awesome that is fantastic and today I, you know, the reason why i wanted to get you on the call today and i'm really sort of excited to have you here with you know, with this all this information that you're just going to dump on us is that a lot of a lot of people they create a course, and, and whether or not they're going to put up on Udemy or their own platforms or anything else, this 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 sort of doesn't really matter. But they go out and they and they create a course and they and they publish it. And then the question is, well, I published my course. Now what? They, and then they've got to sort of go out and do the marketing. And I was listening to a to an old, I think it's a startup podcast, Seth Godin, and he was and he said something that really struck me, and it went along the lines. I'm, I'm just paraphrasing here, but he said a lot of people make the mistake. Say he was talking about an author writing a book, and he said a lot of people make the mistake that they they write the book and they publish the book, and then their marketing just all revolves around buy my book. They haven't built any relationships or trust or any connection or engagement with with their market. And he said what they really should have done was even before they wrote the book was to set themselves up with a blog, set themselves up in in, in social media, and start building their tribe, start building their their connections and their following. So that when they then published their book, they were already going out to a ready-made audience. 
So today, with your extensive experience, I'd just like you to sort of talk to, you know, to the listeners about how they can just build a presence and, and start building those relationships yeah, I think I think the first place it is it comes back to it, and you've said it a few times there. It's relationship. You've got to get out there, and you've got to establish relationships, and that's that's the core. You know, people before people are going to give you money, they have to um, trust you. And if you're going to develop trust, you've got to communicate your expertise, and then you've got to actually surround that expertise with social proof. And social proof, there's the core to uh, success, especially with online digital product of any type, whether it's a Udemy course or anything, is what we, we call, let me here, is the golden triangle. First of all, you've got to have good quality product. That's a given. Next, you've got to have social proof. And then you've got to have a marketing funnel. What we're actually talking about here is social proof. So what happens is people come to Udemy. They've got a passion. They've got an interest. They might be the the number one expert in the world on that subject, but there's no social proof surrounding them. Um, social, once you understand where social proof comes from, then relationship begins to make sense because social proof is essentially what other people say about you on the internet. And if you get enough people talking about you and saying positive things and interacting with you positively, that starts to generate social proof. And then when someone's coming to look to buy your course, they can see that social proof and they don't necessarily have to know you to buy because they will take the word of the people around you that are saying those things when they won't take your word for it. And a classic example of this, the easiest way to explain this is Amazon. If you go on Amazon, you've got two products. Let's just say you're going to buy yourself a new microphone. You've got a microphone over here and it's got 250 comments and it's a four and a half star microphone. And it's a hundred uh, pounds. And then on this side, you've got a fifty-pound microphone. You compare the specs; they're completely the same, and it's got zero reviews. Two fifty, zero. You're going to buy it, even though it's a hundred pound. You might take a risk. You might be one of those people that take risks with purchases. But typically, there has to be a really strong financial, uh, you know, reason to do that. The last time I did that, I had to buy these converters for my studio. Uh, the normal ones were 250. I found Chinese ones for 40 pounds. Not many reviews, but I ordered them. It worked, but it was a huge risk, and it was actually, you know, very interesting to watch myself go through the process. But what tends to happen? You've got a 50 pound with no reviews and a, uh, you know, 100 pound identical product with 250 reviews. I guarantee the social proof on the on the 100 pound product will mean that gets the sales, and that's what we're trying to do online. If nobody's talking about us, if nobody's developing social proof for us, then it's nearly impossible to sell our courses to them. And that's where a lot of people, for instance, Udemy or any digital product online, that's where people fall down because, yes, they've got a great course. Yes, they've got great expertise. But the problem they're going to have a lot of the time I'll just say that again, Tim. Yes, people can have great expertise. The, the problem they're going to have a lot of the time is they've got no social proof around themselves. Mm, mm, absolutely. And what but there's when it comes to to social mar- uh, media and everything else, there is just so much out there between Twitter and YouTube and Pinterest and and all these others. 
in your experience, what is probably you know, the number one platform that people should be targeting and, and, and putting their energy into? Or, no, do you recommend that they just put their energy into one platform at a time or should they spread themselves? Long term, I will always recommend Google Plus um, as the primary platform. That always surprises people because Facebook – there's a lot more people on Facebook. You've got a lot more customers on Facebook, you know. And Google Plus is probably usage what usage wise on the same terms as Twitter and LinkedIn. So people naturally go to Facebook. But there's a problem with things like Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn, is that the content isn't indexed. So what that means is everything you do on there. Google can't see. Now, there's been a bit of fuss in the media and, you know, there's been this report that Twitter's going to be going to get be able to see Twitter in the Google stream when you do a Google search. That's, yeah, you're going to be able to see some Twitter streams, but that's going to be trending articles. That's going to be, you know, uh, you know, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman and only 10% of their stuff is probably going to get indexed. So what that means is all this social media marketing you're doing is here today, gone tomorrow. If you put it on Google Plus and YouTube, and they're twin uh, brothers, if you put it on Google Plus, um, it gets indexed, it gets saved in search, and now that's got a chance to actually get found and, and, and in search. And then what you can do is you can use some simple software. I use Friends Plus Me on Google Plus, post on Google Plus, and then disseminate to the other platforms. And the way to think about this is. If you're using if you're using a site like Facebook as your lead strategy, the problem you're going to get is you've got to keep producing content from here to eternity. You've got to you can't stop because it just keeps disappearing. With Google Plus, you can build up, and they've just released something called Collections uh, in the last few weeks. Really exciting. You can build up subject matter and then google will, will look at your account they'll look at your collections and they'll see all the information in there and they start treating it like it's a web page and if you can get enough engagement you get people on there and get google to take notice that'll start appearing in search and that's why i always tell people to go on google plus because there's two ways to sell online one is go out there and try and find as many people as you can to sell to that's hard work the second method is position yourself in search so that when someone is looking to buy your stuff, they can find you. And the way to do that is use Google Plus uh, and its twin brother YouTube if you're using video content. And then you link uh, to your website through Google Plus and you've got instant indexing as well. So what that basically means is you can put something on Google Plus. You can put your you can just put your website out there. The Google bots are going to crawl it maybe in. You know, if you've really got a really good website and you're really lucky, in three months you might start appearing in search or on certain pages, you know, unless you're one of the top sites. Most people aren't. If you take the same blog post, share it on Google Plus, it's indexed instantly. So now you've just found a backdoor into getting your web page, your website uh, indexed very fast. So there's some major advantages to using Google Plus because of its close relationship with Google and the way it indexes in search. Yeah, that's fantastic. And also, like, when we, are we going to be worried about – are we going to be uh, punished by Google if we duplicate our, our content? So if we duplicate our post that we've, done, that we've put on our blog post onto Google+, Plus, is that going to have a negative effect on us or doesn't Google worry about that too much? 
I wouldn't actually recommend duplicate content that way. What I would recommend is have a blog post. Um, and then one of the things we teach is like the Ada marketing funnel. So you wouldn't take the blog post and put the blog post on Google Plus. What you do is you'd put a teaser on Google Plus to get people to come back and read to the website. An easy way to explain this is, you know, we've got a 10 steps to success on Udemy on our blog. So on Google Plus, we share 10 steps to Udemy. One, two, three, read more. So mm-hmm. now you're driving them back to your main site. And that's the thing to understand all the time. With social media marketing, you always want to be driving them back to your property. Whether it's a borrowed property like a Udemy course or it's your own website, you should always be using social media to take people back to where you want them to be. And you've got to, you've got to leave those little breadcrumbs out there. So you know that's the that's the the key there don't take your blog and copy it onto google plus put a teaser on there put a trailer on there and point them back to the main movie mm-hmm. fantastic and i know from my own personal experience with on the youtube side of things so i studied a bit of youtube marketing a few years ago too that if you get your do the same thing do a do a video teaser and get your your keywords right you can appear in search very very quickly as well like on the you know, on page one and the thing when you do that with a video obviously as, as people are, see, are seeing more of it when you do your google search that video thumbnail really stands out from the other search results mm. and yet yeah and when you when you start doing it on google plus and youtube and here's a real quick tip um just on that because you brought about putting content on youtube you've got a niche area you know, you want to, and this is like a, a, a real, real close, real, really good tip for people. You want to carpet bomb your content. In other words, you know, don't put one video on YouTube. If you want to dominate on YouTube on a subject, get 50 videos on there. And there's lots of ways of creating videos very quickly, especially with Hangouts and things like that. Or you're just recording quick videos. Share some of your, you know, if you're a Udemy instructor, share some of your key lectures get 50 videos on there in your niche area expertise dominate that dominate those keywords because what most people are going to do they'll go i'm going to do some youtube marketing they'll put one video out there and they don't realize that one video isn't going to cut it you've got to dominate and if you can get 100 150 200 videos out there on a niche uh, area of interest you'll soon start dominating. And that's when these uh, Google Plus and YouTube really start kicking in. It's not one piece of content. It's a mass of content, and you just got to carpet bomb. You know, I use that analogy because it's the strongest one I could think of. But you've got mm. you to carpet bomb your content out there. And then what's going to happen is that content, like you say, is indexed in search. People can come back on through that content to you because after a little while, you're going to start dominating, and you're going to – naturally appear like the expert because you're the one with all the videos you're the one with all the plus ones and you're the one with all the comments Mm. and as you said very rightly too everything all all roads lead back to to rome which is preferably your own site which is where you're going to try to initiate the sale or to take them further into your funnel because social as, as you as you always say social media isn't the place where you make your sales social media is the place where you like create your authority and uh, your relationships, correct? Absolutely. You, you want them on your newsletter list. 
Um, and there's, 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 there's traditional online marketing and there's third-party platform marketing. And there's two different, slightly different methods. For instance, with Udemy, they're, they're, the strength of their platform is they've got millions of people on there. You know, I've put uh, a free course on my website and 20 signups in two weeks. I've put the same free course on Udemy, and within 24 hours, we nearly had a thousand signups. So, mm-hmm. but the downside of Udemy is they own the email list. Yeah. So, so, when we do any social media marketing, doesn't matter what business you're in, you, you need to build that email list. That's your money. That's if you're not building the email list on online, there's no point. In fact, I've got a client, and my client, I've given that that client a new rule. And I said, when it comes to marketing, if the activity does not build your email list, don't spend money on it. And that's revolutionized the, 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 this for, the, for our client particularly because they were really trying hard to market. People were selling them stuff all the time, and it just wasn't working for them. So, you know, if it's not building your email list while you're doing it, why do you want to build your email list? Because you now own their contact details. Now you can, you know, keep sending them educational content, keep being useful and relevant to them. But when you've got a new course or an offer or a special offer once a month, you can get out there and you can sell. And the people that success, even Udemy, you know, there's ways to get people onto your email list uh, in Udemy. You can't do it directly in the course, but you should always be thinking, how can I create a method for getting contact details? But when it comes to Udemy on, on, on the other side, they own email lists, it's internal marketing. You have to work within that. But everything you do online, you know, you should be giving away, uh, creating a way for people to come back to your newsletter list. And you have to be patient. It takes time, and it's hard to build up uh, an, an email list. But everyone who's on that list can be potentially become someone who's going to you know, buy into your products and, and you can sell over and over and over again to as long as you're giving them value. Exactly right, because people these days are just bombarded with so many offers. So... In, you you really have to sort of offer something really really juicy to get them to to fill out that opt in box these days. Do you use um, like coming down to, to funnels and, and we're sort of still pre product, uh, was was either pre product or, or pre launch. Do you do any um, pre launch uh, marketing off Udemy? Saying saying we're talking about doing a Udemy course. Do you do anything pre launch on your own side and, and through your own social media? Uh, before going live i'll i'll tell people what's coming um Mm -hmm. i'm not a big pre-launch marketer i know there's some people out there that are really good i think pre-launch marketing is really 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 good if you can create a strong newsletter list and i think you know the the numbers i've seen around is you know 2,000 3,000 people on an email list for a specific product if you can do that then a good pre-launch strategy will work with webinars and things like that. Um, you know, I tend to build up lots of different lists for different products, so I don't tend to use that method particularly. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't doubt it's very successful for a lot of people. But it's not 
you know, again, it's hard work. You got to you come back to the newsletter list. And the other thing is to remember is when you're starting out, you might look at it and think, I haven't got a newsletter list. But if you keep at it in a year, you'll have a newsletter list. Most good newsletter lists are going to take a good year to build anyway. There's no shortcut. Mm. You can't do it quick. No point buying one because they're not engaged and not interested. Mm. But if you can build up a good newsletter list, um, when it comes to the next product, your launch is going to be a little bit better. You know, but you do actually naturally launch. You see, what it is, if you're actually selling a group of products and you're moving from one product and you're adding another project product, and I recommend people do this with digital products, especially Udemy course, you know, don't create the you know the course to end all courses on your subject. Break it into modules so people can buy, you know, like if you come to my courses, you can buy, you know. Uh, my Udemy course creation. You can buy my Udemy um, marketing on Google Plus and YouTube. You can, I've got another video where I teach you how to create a YouTube marketing video. I've got another one where I teach you how to write a blog post. Now, because they're all modules, I could have created one huge course and had you know the online marketing course. There's a disadvantage to that. What happens is you can only sell that once. And especially if you're on Udemy and they're they're doing their discount and heavily discount 1019, you've got that once. But if you've got modules, you can keep upselling all the time because people go, okay, this was great. It's $10, not a lot of money. Now there's another course. I like what you're saying. Now I've got this other course. That looks great. I'm going to buy that. Two things. One, it allows you to upsell. And the other thing is it allows you to sell to someone who's actually in a niche. Someone might come to me and they only want to know how to write a marketing title. Well, I've got a great course on that, you know, mm. or someone wants to write a blog. I've got another course on that. And that's the way to think. So when you start thinking about that, coming back now to pre-launch events, you start losing the need for a pre-launch event because what happens is you've got people in your courses already. They've already bought, they've already paid, they're already sold on your product. And as long as you've given them good quality, the next course when it comes out, pre-launch you don't need to pre-launch you did that in the previous course so now you can tell them about your office i did this recently when i bought out my last two courses i had a you know i did a quick blast out to my newsletter you know uh this course is five dollars never going to be five dollars again it's going to be five dollars and we sent out two courses you know and the sales just rolled in because you know i already had something to upsell from and then to sell on to a course. And that comes back as well to strategy. You know, when you create courses, try and group them around a specialist area so that you can sell this modular concept. And especially with Udemy, when, you know, you're going to sell your course for 10 or $19 a lot of the time if you opt into their promotions, you don't want to be investing all your product for one sale. Mm, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the, of the modular approach and that's sort of the way I'm going to do all my courses in the future because not only, as you're saying, with the Udemy model, they can put a $4.99 course out there, but if you opt into their promotions, then chances are that most of that is going to be sold at, at $10 or $19. And the other thing on when you go modular is that firstly, you've got a specialised course, so it's, so it's one problem, one solution, and you can get your course to market a lot quicker because you're not doing the definitive course or whatever. You're, you know, you're doing a, a two or two, two and a half hour course, so you can get these courses to market quite regularly. And then as you're saying quite rightly, probably one of the, one of the strengths within Udemy is the ability to do your your uh, cross-promotion, like, like, you know, like your course promotion to your existing students and, and have them sort of 
take up deals with your other courses. And I've I've I have done your 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 headline course. And in fact, if you look at my uh, at my Google Plus page, I've I've, I've taken your um, advice with the with the uh, whatever what do you call it? Not the not the headline, but the other one. Uh, um, uh, the um, marketing marketing method. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the marketing mess. And the and the other thing, the important thing, just to get briefly here, we won't go into great depth, but using that headline approach and 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 wording your uh, section and, and your section headers and your and your lecture titles in a in a, using the headline approach would also help with the uh, because obviously Google uh, likes Udemy as well because Udemy is such a big a big site, so that would help you rank. In Google, would it not? Yeah, yeah. One of the important things to do is, is you know, learn how to write good titles. Um, because the other thing is as well, when we come back to the Udemy internal, because what we've got is we've got two types of marketing funnel. And we have to keep them distinct and separate in our mind. We've got the external marketing funnel, which we create. Then we've got the Udemy marketing funnel, which they own and we can use. Um, so when we're using the Udemy internal marketing funnel, one of the things we've got to be really key on is making sure our lecture titles, for instance, are marketing titles. So there's some good keywords there. Write a good description. When you're writing your description for your course, that f- there's a reason Udemy will reject a course if your description is not 300 words long. That's because that's the length that Google look at um, and index. Uh, they'll index below that. But they sort of their algorithm looks and says, "Well, you've got 300 words. We've got some depth here, so this is going to, you know, be treated a little bit differently." Mm. So if we start optimizing our descriptions and our lecture titles, and you know, I'm terrible for this, but and, and you to me recommend it. You know, writing a little description for each lecture, but I'm just producing so much all the time. <laughs> I always yeah. take a little shortcut there because that's a lot of writing. But um, yeah, basically, you're trying to optimize you to me internal sales funnel. So getting good titles on each lecture, and remember as well when you when the other little thing tip for you as well is that when you take one of your lectures and share it on YouTube, you know, so you put a free lecture out there, you make sure people know that that's, you know, one of the things I do at the moment trying is I'll say lecture seventeen of eighty nine, literally, and in on the end of my YouTube title, so I watch my video lecture seventeen, and then I'll link back to my Udemy course because they've just watched yeah, one lecture, yeah. and they've just yeah. seen lecture seventeen of eighty nine. They'll want the other lectures, and they'll be like, "Where? Where's the other lectures?" And I might have two or three on YouTube, and now it's going to go back. But each time you put that lecture in there, don't copy your title from your course on Udemy. Create a right. different title because that's going to get indexed. Uh, under different keywords so always look at ways of changing up uh, and just getting those keywords you know chopped around a little bit so that's a little tip there as well if you're sharing a lecture from your course don't just name it the same you know do some keyword research use the keyword planner tool that google have got get some suggested um keywords and you'd be surprised i was amazed the other day like i did a search on keyword um planner and you know social media marketing so that's you know a keyword I wanted to use in one of my in one of my I can't remember what it was for but I was optimizing something, and I did a search social media marketing and I looked at the keyword planner suggestions, and it was really interesting because digital marketing actually gets twice the amount of hits than social media marketing. Wow! And so so when I did that video, 
I think I might have named the video. I can't remember what I did, but I then used digital marketing in that title. Still kept social media because that still had 400,000 hits. But this one now targeted by 800,000 people. So you've got to test your titles. You've got to, you know, but don't just go out there and blindly test. Google will tell you what, what's going to work and what isn't if you use tools like the Keyword Planner tool. Mm, mm, fantastic. And coming back to, to Google+, because I am going through a couple of your courses at the at the moment, and, and one I'm doing is your Google Plus slash YouTube for Udemy course marketing. And I, I, I started to implement uh, your your guidance only a matter of, I think, yesterday, the day before, and I've already got 92-odd followers on, on Google Plus. But Google Plus, because I'm into the course I'm developing at the moment is all about niche research and market intelligence. And Google Plus is full of these rich um, communities that you can go into and see what people are talking about, which when you're researching for a, no, for a course and you, and, and you want to get into the mind of your prospect and see what they're talking about and asking, that's another sort of very rich and wealthy resource of information, isn't that? Mm, yeah, absolutely. You know, and and not just and not just Google Plus. Anywhere you go online, like Google Plus, got some very strong communities, and it's. I think it's one of the hidden successes of Google Plus because a lot of people uh, look at Google Plus, and because it hasn't killed Facebook, um, sadly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Facebook. Uh, you know, I just I just feel like I'm back in the, the 1990s every time I'm forced to use it, uh, and I am forced to use it. So. Um, and there is a place for using it. I am joking. There is a place for using it. I'm not joking about not liking it. I don't like Facebook. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's lots of communities, lots of places out there. And actually what you've suggested there is actually really good. When creating a course, before you even create a course, go in the communities and listen to the questions. And the way I help people to remember this is this. Listen for the stupid questions. Mm. Okay? There's the stupid questions that keep getting asked all the time they're the ones that are worth money because what happens is we we think we know what people want to know but what we forget is we forget what we that we know what we know so they'll keep asking people will ask stupid things all the time like when they're creating a udemy course you know they'll ask about mics and after a little Mm -hmm. while you're thinking uh, you know you've answered them the 300th time you need this type of mic why are people still answering this and you can get arrogant and go beyond your knowledge and just think, well, you know, this is stupid. But they're not. They're telling you that when you're new in this subject, this is something that's a stumbling block for people. So if you can include that in your course content, you can solve that for people. You can help people with that. Now you're going to have some course content. And that applies to any niche subject out there. Go into the communities. You know, go find the old forums hidden away on the internet that only the, the niche people know. You know, search out your subject area and you know have a listen to what the experts say but concentrate most on what the newbies are asking because the newbies will tell you what course to create absolutely a lot of a lot of people and even this is something that when you even when you know when you're teaching your course and you think oh that's just that's just too simple that's just i don't know they'd have to know that i, I don't i don't want to insult them by saying that but don't think that you go insulting. Take always take. If you're doing a course for beginners, take it right back to beginners, um, because 
what we find, what we've mastered, we've mastered, but it's still new to, to so many people. So you've got to take it back to step one, step two, step three. And when you do that and saying, and you, and you, and you find the questions that are always asked, then that is a, that, that is a, a gold product because you are now you know, catering to that market instead of just putting a, a, a course out there and going, this is what I know, bang, bang, and, and, or, or this is what I believe people want to know. And the other thing so. as well on that, Tim, just add another little tip on there, is that, and this is really, really important, you, you can grab together seven or eight points on these really basic questions and you want to become you know, known as the expert online and you need to create some free stuff basically for mm. people to consume so you know that's the place to start people say where do i start well you've produced a paid course you've actually you know you've actually you know jumped the gun a bit because you need to produce some free stuff because people need to get to know you and they get need to get to know that you know what you're talking about so that's why you're going to create some youtube videos that's why you're going to create some little free courses but if you can get you know seven to ten simple questions that people ask all the time answer them create a free course in that free course you're saying this is an introductory free course this is blah 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 blah. this is what i've done basically i've got a free course on udemy i've just done this myself recently well i already had the course but i've just put it on udemy now and i was amazed you know thousand signups in 24 hours you know and Mm. i've already had 400 before i even told anybody about it (laughs) um so you know, I put it out there so you got real simple stuff. And let me give you an example how simple we're talking here. PayPal, okay? So a Udemy instructor, what you need to do before you get going on Udemy is set up your PayPal account because when you set your PayPal account, when you sign into Udemy, they're going to give you two types of account you can apply for. You want to go straight for the premium instructor one. Don't bother with the other one, but you need to have your PayPal account set up beforehand and then go for the premium instructor, linked instructor, link the PayPal bomb. Now, that is so simple, but people don't know that. And then, so then I've got all these simple tips, and I've created a, you know, getting started on Udemy course. Now, I can't link to my paid courses from there. There are some things I can do. You know, you can go around the houses. There's more than one yep. way, of, you know, you can put stuff out there and, you know, you don't have to, you can lead a, a horse to a certain watering hole. And if there's a few plants around the edges of the watering hole that they can nibble on, they're there. Do you get me? You know, mm-hmm. um, so, but basically you've now got that course. It's a free course answering basic questions, but you've got the advanced course. Mm. And when they buy into you helping them with the free course, with the basic stuff, they're committed now. They know you. you know, they've seen you on video. Strongly recommend you get your face on video, by the way, as well, because you want that social connection. I know a lot of people struggle with that. But if you, if you want to get build up social proof and connection, let people see your face. Um, and then so now you've got a free course. You've got these stupid questions. You've got the free course. Now you've got people queuing up to listen to you and to hear what you've got to say. Mm, mm. that's fantastic yeah this you've you've shared so so many great tips and uh, if if the audience just put uh, this this into to play uh they're going to see some great success is there anything that you really really want to sort of share with us that we haven't covered in the call so far um it's hard work 
And that, that's, that's the thing. People create Udemy. Let's talk about Udemy. And it doesn't matter what it is, Udemy, any digital product online, it's hard work. You know, you've got to look at it like this. And this is, you know, this is, this is reality now. Okay, so you created, you know, you took six months to create your first course. Most people take six months because they don't come from video production background. They usually make the mistake of making a mega course because, you know, that's what they want to do. That's what I did. You know, I'm not immune to this. My antiques course is five and a half hours long. And if you want to learn about the antiques business, trust me, take that course. Five and a half hours of course content. But success online on Udemy, it's 5% course, 95% marketing. Be prepared to market your course for a year. Be prepared to build up social proof for a year. Be prepared to build up a YouTube channel for a year. Give yourself a year of creating social media marketing com uh, you know, content. Give yourself a year. What will happen in six months, three months, you'll start to see you know, some buds appearing. In six months, there'll be some plants appearing. But at the end of the year, if you're on the right track and you've got good stuff and you're willing to stick at it, you're going to make money. You see, because the people that fail with online residual income, which is essentially what we're talking about here, um, are the sprinters. The sprinters never, ever win the race on this. It is, a, it is a hare and a tortoise situation. You've got to be a tortoise when it comes online, building up your thing. So, you know, the people that have got massive presence, release a course and sell loads, they had a minimum of a year of building up that list. Of building up. But if you can realize that, it's going to take a year of hard work. And then what you're going to see if you've got a good quality course and you're delivering, you know, quality out there and you're helping people, you're going to see an exponential uh, growth. So you've got to get your head down. You've got to, you know, I've grown a number of businesses over the years. No business is ever any different. Hardly anybody gets rich overnight. You've got to put the work in, get the work in, creating content, free content back to your course you know mm. get get the social presence out there and that's what i would tell people it's going to be hard work at the beginning but you know what after the end of that year that business will practically be self-sustaining and you'll just be prodding it along mm. yeah absolutely fantastic advice and, and 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 so true and that a lot of people probably aren't prepare for that so it's it's very good that you you've spelt that out because they think they put all this hard work into creating the course and it's just all going to happen and they also and they also think because they see this you no know, okay let's come back to you to me and they say there's six million um people in this marketplace ready to snap up their their, their course and it doesn't happen like that you just can't put your course up there and just expect you to me to to sell and promote and, and basically you to me these days probably expect to see movement that you're creating on your course before they actually take it up and, and promote it. And so that, yes, like it, it might take you, you know, six months to produce your course, but that's nothing to do with the, with the work ahead of you with the promotion and the marketing and the relationship building, everything else. So that, that's, that was just you know, explained so brilliantly. I've also, uh, sorry, Tim, I've just split tested that as well, by the way. I mm -hmm. created free courses for a client and they've done absolutely no marketing on it. They've now called me in. Um, I'm going to become a co-instructor on the course. We're actually going to add, you know, add additional value to the course um, and start marketing it. And so far to date, they've uh, made less than they've made about twenty-one dollars. Uh, 
the same time I released two of my own courses, which I marketed, and I told them they need to market. Um, and I've, you know, launched two courses that are doing very, very well. And the only difference really between them, same studio, same production values, you know, uh, his content is actually more niche. And, you know, I'm looking forward to getting my hands on it because it's going to be easier to market because there's not so much competition. And the difference is he didn't market. Mm. And I did. I've got loads of sales on my courses, and he's got none on his. And if, if you know, very occasionally someone's going to stick a course into the marketplace that's on some new software, and everyone's going to go crazy for it. And you see that, and then everyone expects that because you do see that, don't you, Tim? But you know, um, but that's a very niche subject, which is very high demand and very. Um, low supply for but most people's courses aren't going to be like that if you don't market don't expect to sell mm, for sure and 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 i think coming back to the udemy marketplace is that as as the number of students are growing the number of instructors are growing as well so and some of some of the production value like on udemy these days because it's just so easy to get a course up there the you know the while while udemy will sort of control the production quality they, they're not they, they can't really produce they, they can't really control the content quality and there's so you've got you know some some courses that don't really offer a lot to some courses that are absolutely brilliant and you've got to stand out above those you've 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 got to make your presence in this in this ever-growing marketplace and it's it's not that it's, it's it is becoming competitive but it's not it's still a very, very new area and it, it, there's still success to be made, but you've just got to put that hard work in. Absolutely. It comes back to the golden triangle, you know, high production values. That's number one. You've got to have a good course. And we can't overstate that enough. And there are some rubbish courses on Udemy, you know, because people do come with the idea that, you know, let's just chuck a few courses on there. Let's chuck a course on there. We're going to make money. Um, or they might not know that much about their subject. But you've got to, you've got, and what you've got to think is, what's that marketplace going to look in two or three years from now? And your production value is going to be strong enough for then, because Udemy have been very relaxed up to now. But as more and more instructors come on board and the competition, I guarantee I've seen this so many times in the past. You know, stock photography was a classic example of this. When it came out there, you could basically pick your camera up, take a snap. You know, put it up and they, they would approve it. After a little while, they got so many millions of photos that what they start, well, we've already got 500 of those. We don't want another one of them. And then, so the production values was pushed up and up and up and up. Another thing to note as well that as they get more and more successful, they start taking a bit more of the pie. So, long term, bear that in mind and make sure you've got, you know, your own platform, you're, you know, you're developing in the background so that when, you know, these companies get bought out, things change, you know, you're protected. But that, you know, that that idea of, you know, creating, um, you know, high quality product that's going to compete in the marketplace two or three years from the, that, that's going to drive your production values. And I really encourage people, you know, push yourself. I know it's hard. I know people are not used to being on camera, but get yourself on camera. It's going to make a huge difference in the next few years. And there are a lot of people out there that really don't want to do it because they don't like the way they look or anything like that. But it's going to make a massive impact. You know, get, learn good 
quality video production skills. You don't have to be um, Steven Spielberg. It's quite easy to get good quality skills. But if you're going to create good quality courses with good content, you need good visuals, you need good presentation, you need personal presentation. And that in the long term, you know, I'm predicting this now. So, Tim, we can talk about this in two or three years from now. I'm predicting mm. that that's going to be one of the major factors to success because at the end of the day, um, you know, the quality of a course will start, you know, showing. And the other thing is as well, another little quick tip, when you think about course, don't make long courses. People haven't got time. They want the information and they want it quick. So when you're teaching someone, don't be tricked into this idea of I'm going to make a 25-hour you know, course and that's going to be better quality. No, people got to be thinking long-term. What people want, they want it short, they want it powerful, they want it quick. They want the information. That's what they're coming to you for. They don't want the waffle. If they wanted the waffle, they'd go on YouTube. Mm. But they're coming to you because they want it quick. Yeah, no, it's so so true. And it's, it's yeah, you've got to just think of the future. That's it, everything you're talking about there, like your marketing, your production, and your relationship building is all you're building the future, and that's so important. So, Mark and I had a, had a chat before we started this this uh, this interview tonight, and what we decided is because, as Mark mentioned through the call, he does actually offer modules. And there are any number of courses that, that, that Mark has that you may find useful. So to make it easier for you, I'm going to list all Mark's courses in the, in the show notes. And Mark has agreed that if you send him a, uh, an email with, with, with my name, he'll send you back a, a coupon that you can get any of his courses for $20, which is absolutely amazing. He said, I'm enjoying three of... Mark's courses at the moment, and I'll go on um, and do more because I'm I'm actually even in a I've I've spent um, close on five thousand dollars to go into a into a, a mentoring program to learn internet marketing. That's how much I rate marketing. So because so I, I said to uh, my friends, so like I, I want to go in, I, I want to concentrate going forward creating products, be that courses or books or everything else. But there's no use producing quality product if nobody knows how to find you. And so this is why, as Mark says so so correctly, it's ninety percent marketing after your after all that other hard work you did creating your product. So I'll list all the I'll list all the courses on uh, on my on my site, and then you also you can also pop across to to Udemy and uh, go to udemy.com forward slash u forward slash Mark Timberlake, and you can see all these courses and maybe sort of pop in and, and read some descriptions too before you make up your mind uh mark any other sort of any other areas where people can contact you websites or uh, i know you've also got a a great community you might you might want to mention on uh, google plus yeah we've got the online video educators and entrepreneurs community or ov for sure o-v-e-e um so pop onto google plus come and have a chat of us there and that's a community where instructors come together and work on collaborative marketing so what that what does that mean that means we come together and we help each other out and we market and you know we help get each other's products out there in different ways and we collaborate share and talk so it's a great place for people who are developing um, online educational product uh, for an on you know and they want to make money from that product just come on there have a chat get some ideas 
you'd be amazed. Um, and and obviously, you know, Google Plus is a great place to find me. My website is SME Heroes. You can contact me there as well. Just type in SME Heroes, you'll find me. And, uh, you know, just get in touch any way you want. Absolutely awesome. Thank you, Mark. You, you've shared absolute gold tonight and, and just so many tips there that you know, just just screaming and uh I know I actually, as I mentioned before, I, I made a, I was experimenting myself with, you know, with course pricing and I've learned a big lesson <laughs> and uh, I'm never going to price a course like that again because it, it actually, it actually stifled my marketing for, for a month. So um, I'm looking forward to upping the price of my course the next couple of days and putting a lot of these strategies into place. So um, yeah, absolute, um, so much value you've shared uh, with us today and I really, really appreciate your time so thank you very very much no problem at all Tim thank you for having me well I don't know about you but I found that information really really interesting and useful and I have been implementing a lot of Mark's suggestions prior to this call and I know they do work and that was one of the main reasons why I got Mark on the call now just remember Mark's special offer for his courses if you send him an email mentioning my name, Tim Cooper. He will send you a coupon for any course that you want uh, for $20. So that's a very good bargain and you can take him up on that. If you want to see any more links or, or more information about this call, you can check out the show notes at ecoursedomination.com forward slash 10. That's the number 10, one zero. And uh, you can go to any episode just by going to ecoursedomination.com forward slash and then the number of the episode. So for this one, once again, it's ecoursedomination.com forward slash 1010. Thank you very, very much for listening to me today. I know we live in a very busy world and we have so many options. So I do truly appreciate it when you take the time to listen to my, to my show. If you enjoyed the content and you find it useful, could you please take the time to pop over to iTunes and leave an honest rating and review? Not only does it bring a smile to my face and uh, make my day, but it does help the show and it does help it get out there to a broader audience and help more people. And if you leave me a five-star rating, I'm going to give you a shout-out just as a token of my appreciation. Thank you once again for listening. I do appreciate your time. And until next time, take care.